You're listening to The Dollop. This is a bi-weekly American history podcast. Each week, I read a story from American history to my friend. Gareth Reynolds, who has no idea what the topic is about. It's true. It is true. I don't know what we're about to talk about. Me neither. Well, that's going to really fuck this show up. God, you want a little hit of dude? I'll do one bottle. <laughs> people say this is funny? Not Gary Guerra. Dave, okay. Someone or something is tickling people. Is it for fun? And this is not going to become the Tickling Podcast. Okay. You are Queen Fakie of Made Up Town. All hail Queen Shit of Liesville. A bunch of religious virgins go to mingle. And do what? Pray. Hi, Gary. No. Nicely done, my friend. No. No. <laughs> I'm your girl. 1797! Just the year. The Finian Brotherhood movement is an Irish resistance movement that had one goal, an independent, democratic, Ireland free of British rule. Well, so it worked out. They would get this result by any means necessary. The first Irish uprising was in 1797. Okay. Did not go well. No. Then the second would come in 1848. Did not go well. Wait, 1797, 1848, and they couldn't get their shit together in they that time? They took 50 off. Jesus. They took 50 off. Got to regroup. I'm starting to think we're not going to fucking win this thing. This isn't working out, is fucking it? Fucking Jesus Christ. Holy shit, how long's it been? 50 fucking years and oh, we still can't fuck. fucking win. Oh shit, I went to the pub, I didn't come out. Fuck, you know what we realized? We just fucking realized we forgot to fucking try to fight back again. We've been pissed for 50 fucking years. Let's go get them now, boys. <laughs> the Irish would continue the fight, though. Uh, in the mid-1800s, the Irish poured into America. Uh-huh. Most of the Irish in America were all shaped by the famine. Literally. Potential famine. Yeah. And that means they were fucking furious with the English. The potato famine hit Ireland from 1846 to 1852. The Irish saw the potato famine as a form of genocide, which is hard to argue with because they actually had enough food to eat during the famine. They were harvesting grain and livestock, but then they were forced to export it all to England, usually under military guard. That's tough. So they're like laying around dying and... and the, Taking and the, their resources and just shipping yeah, them? Yeah, and they're just taking... they just... Bringing pigs through your town to the boat. <laughs> like, just completely fucked up. I'd love to eat a fucking pig. Oh, shit. Uh, Look at that fat pig. We're going to boil my wife's finger tonight for dinner. <laughs> that pig looks nice and fucking succulent at us. Uh, so while one million Irish died, another one million fled to foreign lands. And in the mid-1800s, the U.S. received the largest number of immigrants from Ireland. A lot of those were rebels who had been part of the failed 1848 uprising. So we're bringing some oh, yeah. ballers. You're going to get a little bit of that. After the famine in 1860, there were about 1,600,000 Irish-born Americans in the, in the U.S. Wow. Most of those lived in New York City, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and New England. Then, in 1858 in Dublin, a group called the Irish Republican Brotherhood started, created by James Stevens. These were guys who had grown up during the famine or survived it and were not pleased. It's tough when the kids... Go, that's like... 
It's when the kids grow up pissed. It's yeah. It's not good. Yeah, you're fucked. You, it's like you can piss off the parents, but the if you yeah. grow up pissed, yeah, it's over. <laughs> it's not good. You're looking at it. Yeah, I know. Seriously. Uh, and then in America, in October 1858, a ceremony in New York City's Tammany Hall marked the birth of a U.S. revolutionary body of young Ireland rebels, led by John O'Mahony. Mahoney. Oh, Mahoney. It was conceived of by Mahoney and Stevens. It was to be a supportive auxiliary of Stevens' Irish Republican Brotherhood in Ireland. Okay. Oh, Mahoney would organize the American Irish to assist in the next Irish revolt, sending money, arms, and provisions to the homeland. He also came up with the name Finians. Finians. Now, I'd love to... Is there... The Finian Brotherhood is named after... Pre-Christian Gaelic warriors called the Fianna. They lived about 2,000 years ago. It was a time when Ireland was independent, strong, and had control over its own destiny. Oh, the salad days. Oh, let's go back to when we had our shit together. Those were the fucking Oh, fuck toys. me. Oh, Christ. This is... Oh, jeez. We're really going back now. Okay. 2,000 years ago. Look at the size of that pig. Oh, fuck me. Fuck it Just walking right there with the soldiers. Look at that fucking... I can eat him. Getting emotional over here. Oh, me potatoes turned to dust. <laughs> oh, no, I've got dusty potatoes. At the same time, many of the Irish in America saw themselves as more Irish than the Irish living in Ireland. That's tough to equate. <laughs> because they were, they were living every moment to kick out the British, and they were like, we're actually doing something about it. We fucking le- left, and then we're going to kick some ass and come back. What the fuck are you doing? Still, you ain't in Ireland, dog. Still, dog, you ain't in Ireland. As the Vidian leader... O'Mahony had many powers and was accountable only to Captain Stevens in Ireland. Branches called circles were set up in all major cities. Above the circles was something called the center. Local centers were elected by members of the circle. Very democratic process. Yeah. Except the senior officer in each state, the state center was appointed by O'Mahony. So So it didn't really. Not really. Right. Uh, they were all given military ranks of captain, sergeant, and private, etc., and were required to pay an initiation fee of $1 and weekly dues of $0.10. Cents. See, there it is. And they had to take an oath. I, Mickey, solemnly pledge my sacred word of honor as a truthful and honest man that I will labor with my earnest zeal for the liberation of Ireland from the yoke of England and for the establishment of a free and independent government on the Irish soil, that I will implicitly obey the commands of my superior officers in the Fenian Brotherhood. You okay, Mickey? That I will faithfully discharge the duties of my membership as laid down in the Constitution and bylaws thereof, that I will do my utmost to promote feelings of love, harmony, and kindly forbearance among all Irishmen. Mickey, your goddamn voice. And (laughs) that I will foster, defend, and propagate the aforementioned said Fenian Brotherhood to the Mickey, you're turning red, Mickey. You're turning very red. Mickey. Clover's. Mickey, did you say clovers at the end? Yeah, that's me. Uh, <laughs> Personal sign off. That's me hook. <laughs> O'Mahony was good at setting up military organizations. He had already started the 99th New York State Militia and was a colonel. Sure. <clears throat> right. But so isn't he, it easy for him to become colonel? Yeah, if you make up a thing. Yeah, I just, think if you make up a thing. I'm the president of my bullshit you joined. <laughs> Can you believe it? What a rise. Meteoric. <laughs> 
He retired for a year, and by November of 1859, thousands of young Irishmen had joined Finian units. There were now 40 Finian military units in different states with names like Corcoran's Irish Legion, the Phoenix Brigade of New York City, the O'Mahony Guards of San Francisco, the Emmett Guards from Richmond, Boston, and Philadelphia. By 1860, O'Mahony went to Ireland to meet with Stevens and finalized the plans for the latest uprising. Okay. The American Fenians... How long did it take to get to Ireland from, like, how long? I mean, it's at least two, probably two months, something like that. Two months? Yeah, it was a fucking nightmare. It was a nightmare. Like, going to visit someone was two months. Yeah, fuck that. And then you might die of scurvy or whatever. Probably. You can't, I mean, do you, how oh, many Oh, shit, I forgot oranges. Yeah, oh, forgetting something? Yeah, forgetting something. My fucking toothbrush! <laughs> Fuck, my fucking teeth are gonna fall out of my fucking head! Uh, so the American Finians would provide... Did I shut the fucking... Did I oh, shut the fucking fuck door? Me. I let the candle on. Did I, I leave that fucking on. candle lit? Ah, oh, motherfucker. Fuck it. Oh, shit. Fuck. Oh, I'm not going to be able to stop thinking about that. Oh, for I sure. forgot to kill a Protestant. Oh, fuck. Turn around. I'm jumping. Uh, the American Finians would provide 5,000 men and 50,000 muskets. But then shit went south. By the time O'Malley got back to the U.S., the Civil War had broken out. This meant that many of the men who were ready to fight to free Ireland were now fighting in the Civil War against each other in many cases. Interesting. Timing is everything. Oops. And yet many of the Finians were excited about the war because they thought Irish Americans fighting in the Civil War would season them for when they were to fight against England. <laughs> Fucking practice this is. For, for the 2% that survived the Civil War. Fucking rehearsal for the... But a mighty 2%. This is just a little bit of bullshit we're a doing. A mighty 2% we yes. are. Then we'll come. During the war, Brigadier General Thomas Francis Meagher proposed the idea of an Irish brigade. He sent a request to the Secretary of War to authorize to organize an Irish brigade of 5,000 men. I can do so forthwith and have it ready in 30 days to march. Please reply at once. The Secretary of War accepted the offer at once. Get your Irish on, he said. It might maybe not. Get your Irish on? Might not have said that exact word. That can't be. Something to that effect. (laughs) Hashtag Irish. How did he know? Haste. The Irish Brigade uh, Civil War feats were followed on both sides of the ocean. During the fierce battle of Malvern Hill on July 1st, 1862, the Irish Brigade charged several times against an entrenched Confederate line. A Confederate officer, looking through his binoculars, saw that the brigade was reforming for another charge and yelled, Here comes that damn green flag again! (laughs) It just annoyed. (laughs) Jesus. Fuck me. All right, gentlemen. That's so funny that they just like put them all together, <laughs> clump them, clump them up, and let them go do their fucking thing. Jesus Christ! They want to, they want to die in this thing. Let them. Yeah, and that's really what the angle was. But for them, they were like, they think that we're so fucking unique and special. Yeah. We're tough, aren't we? We're the fucking, we're very important to the war. They said. Why do they keep just making us charge at the guns? Because there's nobody else who could fucking do it besides us. You heard them back there. We're fucking crucial to this battle now. Take a bite of this potato and have some fucking whiskey and let's go. <laughs> that seems stereotypical. No, what's some stereotypical about that? <laughs> we'll fucking get a clover. Fucking uh, go over there, kiss the I, Blarney Stone, eat a potato. Let's go. Have a little fucking Guinness. Roll over there. Roll over? Roll over there. <laughs> I was talking to the dog. What did you hear? Oh, no, I, I just... Okay. No, sorry, it doesn't disconnect. No, it makes sense now. No, yeah, said, no, roll over you there. You dog, I That's thought. Boy. Yeah, no, no. <clears throat> the Civil War also led to something else. Strong Finian recruitment. Now Finians were fighting besides other Irishmen and could recruit them for the coming battle against the English. 
Finian organizations were established within the Federal Army. Finian agents often moved through Union armies with permission from commanders, and Finians did nothing to hide what they were doing and what their goal was. Okay. <clears throat> so they're just straight up recruiting. Yeah. And nobody gives a shit. Nobody gives a shit. There were many times when Finians from both the North and South put aside their roles. One Irish Confederacy soldier watched several charges of the Irish Brigade at Frederick, Fredericksburg. When he saw the green flag bearer go down and die, he waited until nightfall, then crawled out on the battlefield and rescued the green banner. He wrapped himself in it and ran for the Union side. His own Confederacy soldiers shot at him, wounding him, but he still made it and delivered the green flag to the other side. Then what? You have earned the goodwill and esteem of the brigade, said General Meager. You're welcome to join us if you wish. Oh, thank God you get the invite then, right? Well, yeah. we appreciate the flag. The back officer, to your side. The officer passed him and went back to the Confederacy. He what? He went back to the Confederacy. After He's that? like, no, I'm still against the blacks. Well, I just wanted that you get to... I we're going to have to shoot at you as you go back over to that side. That's all right, then. I just wanted you to have the green back. Okay, thank you. Okay, good work. <laughs> Kill him. <laughs> Irish soldiers on both sides would often bring news from Ireland to their Irish brothers fighting on the other side. Just wanted to stop by with this newspaper. Oh, yeah. There you go. Look at that. Okay, I'll see you. All right. Try to kill you in a bit. Yeah, okay. Thank you. Blacks are good. Yes, I don't agree. (laughs) I do not agree. (laughs) Meanwhile, the Finians held their first Congress in America in 1863. Okay. This was the first time all representatives had been together. At this point, there there were 68 circles... Made up of 15,000 men. These cir- this circle thing is getting a little old. Not right, following well, it. It's going to happen. You're going to hear it a couple more Six, times. How many circles? There's 68 right now. 15,000? 15,000 guys. All right. That's a lot of guys for back then. That's not a, that's not a little. Uh, although half of those men were now fighting in the Civil War. So they drew, up a cons- they drew up a constitution and rules for general government. Though it mostly represented a military organization than a civic one. The meeting uh, was mostly about uh, their, quote, intense and undying hatred towards the monarchy and oligarchy of Great Britain. Still sticking to that. Yeah, so they got together and they're, they're basically their first uh, meeting was, yeah, it's those fucking cunts. Oh, fuck, I mean. You know what I keep thinking about? How much the fucking British are terrible. Hey, let's write that down. Fuck that. Yeah, all right. Let's get a nice ring to it. Fuck. All right, right off the bat. Fuck the British. There we go. All right, next. Next. Hey, let's do another meeting in here. All right, fine. See you in a bit. Well done. They believed Britain had ground their country to to dust, hung their brothers, starved their people, and scattered them to foreign lands. Where did they get off thinking that? This was all put down in the Declaration of Purpose. They declared their allegiance to the U.S., just so people didn't get riled up about a foreign army on there. <laughs> about a constitution within a constitution. <laughs> they also published that they could not be a secret organization. That was because the Catholic Church had condemned the Finians due to their secrecy. And the Irish people were declared to constitute one of the distinct nationalities of the earth. What? I don't know. What does that even mean? It means they're just saying... They want to win a prize that nobody's ever heard of? <laughs> Different in real. A disti- what do they want to be? We're distinct. What the fuck do they want to be? We're like a real people. A, a good one. Distinct national. Yeah, we're like different than others. We're like real from an island. Yeah. <laughs> well, listen. They did get St. Patrick's Day. So. Thank you. Yeah. How about uh, this? We'll give you a day where everybody gets drunk and pisses in the streets. Okay. All right. There you go, buddy. Thank you. Get out of here, now, you little stinker. 
and sympathy for the Polish people were expressed. Wait, the... Wait. Oh, so hey, let's put something in there about a the sh- Polish. A shout-out in their own constitution? Hey, they're okay. Also, the Polish seem really fucking cool. Be nice to them. Sorry about the... Uh, we want to say we're sorry to the Polish for just, you know, being Polish and whatnot. Just a quick hello to the Polish Hang people. Hang in there, lads! God, you're fucking stupid. <laughs> they're fuck- Did you hear about that one of them? What's that? If you've heard how he fucking broke his arm. How's that? He broke his arm raking fucking leaves. How? Fell out of the fucking tree. <laughs> God damn. Put that one in the... Yeah. Put that one in the Constitution down well, at the bottom. So many of them are bloody illiterate. Holy shit, half the Constitution's Polish jokes now. There's a lot of the Polish people, you know, they're illiterate. That's why one of them wrote a fucking book on how to read. How's that? It's a book on how to read. <laughs> the fuck are you going to learn from that? <laughs> You know, they just fucking got into the army in the fucking navy business. As that? They have a fucking, this thing called a submarine, right? Yeah, but it's not going so well. They put screen doors on the fucker. Okay, put that one in the Constitution also. And then put sympathy. We're sorry about all this down at the bottom. <laughs> John, I'm uh, starting to think our Constitution's a bunch of Polish jokes. <laughs> Wait, well, put fuck Britain back in there. P.S. Still fucking hate England. John O'Mahony then resigned to make it a truly democratic organization and place the Brotherhood under the guardianship of the General Convention. He was then immediately elected head center. Alrighty. <laughs> okay, I'm out and I'm back in. All right, Thanks, hello. Boys. So then uh, 1965 rolled around and the Civil War was starting to wrap up. Now thousands of seasoned Finian fighters were coming home and they wanted action on behalf of Ireland. They want to go... What do, you, what do you mean they wanted action? They want to fucking... They want to start the war they, they're, against They're the ready already? Yeah, they're done. They're done with the Civil War, and they're like, I'm fucking ready to go. Let's tear this shit up. I mean, take a couple weeks. Nope. Uh, there was another convention called in Cincinnati in January 1865. Now there were 300 circles in America. 600 delegates came to the convention. A report was read that stated Ireland was very supportive of the cause and was ready for the fight. There was some reorganization of the governing body, but everything was pretty much looking up. Oh, boy. Now, all this Finian action in America was getting attention across the Atlantic. Newspapers in Ireland and England reported on the developments, creating a lot of anxiety. I wonder if there were different angles in those articles. (laughs) Less positive, you think? Yeah, just a difference. Was there a chasm between opinions? The Irish government set about trying to stop the Brotherhood on both sides of the pond. But the Finians were being handled with great skill, and the British authorities were baffled. And American politicians were courting the Finians because they believed the Finians controlled the Irish vote. At the same time, some Irish veterans of the Civil War went to Ireland and were found leading military drills. Okay, so they're... Wow. Okay. By the way, just... This is classic... A little Al-Qaeda-y. This is classic America. Yeah, for sure. Most of the shit with the settlements in 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 Israel is all, are all exported Americans being fucking assholes. Like yeah. we just export nonsense. Yeah, all that shit in El Salvador, all the get we just export fucking well, violence. We, yeah, no, we we it's it's what happened in the last five years is all we remember. Yeah. Okay. Uh huh. What? What? It soon did, became did, apparent did, that this was a massive movement and that the British military had been infiltrated by Finians. A reward was offered for the capture of Stevens, who was quickly caught and then immediately escaped. Okay. All transatlantic steamers were boarded and searched for Irish-American-looking people. Oh, man, that's so great. That's, that's just, a, like, classic, like, a, disguise. 
just like going up to a guy like, hey there. What? Hey, Blue Eyes, how you doing there? Fine, how are you? <laughs> <laughs> just having to pretend. Nah, I was just going to Ireland on my holiday. <laughs> Am I from Ireland? No, I'd never been to Ireland before in my life. I hear that there's very greens mm. and lots of fucking times when <clears throat> lots of time. <clears throat> oh, clovers! Oh, 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 shit. I fucking blew it, didn't but I? I'm trying to tell you that I fucking am excited to see my mum and hug my fucking daughter. Can you do me a favor, sir? Huh? Can you say clover? Clover. <laughs> say clover, please? Clue, clover. 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 <laughs> clover. What? Fucking clovers, mate. Oh, no, 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 wait! Uh, things were building and the American Finians were ready to go to war when suddenly Stevens called everything off. In September, the revolutionary paper, The Irish People, was seized. There, information was found on the organization. This led to many arrests. British soldiers began to be arrested for mutiny. The Finians had embedded themselves all over the British army. In America, an emergency congress was called in Philadelphia in October. There was irritation that in Ireland, Stevens had called it off, leading to the current mess. The American Finians wanted to take action now, and they transferred their anger to O'Mahony, who was seen as Stephen's right-hand man. The loudest voice among those wanting action was William Roberts. But O'Mahony was against taking action and wanted to wait for Stevens to give the order. He spoke aggressively against those suggesting action, and this led to a fraction among the Finians. It was only a fucking matter of time. I mean, it had to happen. I mean, come on. <laughs> One of the reasons the Third Congress was called was to kick O'Mahony to the curb. At, at the Third Congress, the Finians formed a distinct Republican within the American Republic. Real weird. Their capital was in a mansion in New York City on Broadway and Union Square. Their capital? It flew the Finian flag flew of a harp and a sun, star, sunburst. It's a little sad. It's their capital. It's a little, like, little treehousey. <laughs> It is a little treehousey. Well, Sam. They created a president, secretary of treasury, <laughs> created a military, president. naval, and civil affairs, and a senate, and so on and so forth. Uh, I mean, but it really doesn't, I mean, uh, it's adorable. It's, also, <laughs> it's, it's totally adorable. Let them play dress up. <laughs> I'm the fucking president. You're the fucking secretary of state. Uh-huh. You're a senator. Okay. Right, and then we're gonna go over. I got to go inside the Capitol to go to the. Sorry, to go we. Sorry, oh, fine, go we. Also, I have to leave at five thirty because my mum wants me back. All right, fine. Listen, every Jesus Christ. The de- demand was made that O'Malley resign, but he refused. Then the office of president was created. The president was given more power than the head center, so O'Malley was now second in command. Whoops. Roberts was made president. An immediate division was created amongst the Finians. O'Mahony then formed his own governing body. And in December, an emergency session was called, and O'Mahony was impeached. In what war? In, in made-up town. <laughs> You're no longer head of the Fantasy League. I mean, they may as well have dice. <laughs> it's a fucking board game. I right, rolled a four, and I'm out. Right, you pull the impeachment card, go to fucking jail. So two bitter factions formed, the O'Mahony wing and the Roberts wing. The reason for the split was this. O'Mahony wanted to wait and keep planning for revolution in Ireland. Roberts wanted to do something now, and his plan was to invade Canada. (laughs) 
<laughs> okay. Okay. So, um, right. So, uh-huh. <laughs> what's wrong? I don't, I don't what, see what. Which, which side were the, the people leaning toward? Because <laughs> it seems like one seems pretty pragmatic. <laughs> <laughs> and then one seems like a film in 1989. In February 1866, Roberts called a fourth convention in Pittsburgh and declared that the Finians would invade Canada and seize land. Oh, my God. If we can get a foothold on which to raise the Irish flag, we shall be recognized. As a government once established, it will have the sympathies of every Irishman. Irishmen in every quarter of the land seeing that we are working instead of talking. The cause will go triumphantly forward until there will not be left a single Saxon cutthroat. Uh, are you with me? Who's oh, a fucking idiot? We are. This faction also caused leaks. Those on both sides openly talked shit about the other to the press. This led to the plans of an invasion of Canada being divulged to Canada, the U.S., and Great Britain. I mean, okay, so not good. <laughs> the odds already against you. Yeah. Maybe your only weapon, which wasn't a weapon, was your secrecy. Yeah. And now Canada's like, oh, the Irish are going to try to take control. <laughs> but not very many of them, a handful. Now, O'Mahony didn't want to be upstage, and he wanted to get control of the Finian Brotherhood back, so he called a session of what he called the Military Congress to discuss an invasion of Canada himself. So wait, now he wants to fucking invade Canada? <laughs> well, I mean, like, there, so there's... What? So now there's just two differing opinions on how to invade Canada, as opposed to someone who's like, no, we shouldn't invade no, Canada. So I'll get there first. Upon re-evaluation, we should invade Canada, but this way. Me in front. Yeah. At this point in time, the war was over, and the Union had been none too pleased with the British siding with the Confederacy. Also, most Americans thought that eventually Canada would be annexed. Okay. So there were Americans like, yeah, it's going to be ours. The thing up there, it's so, going to be... Because it's a, it's British controlled, so they're like, yeah, we'll get we'll get that. It's our hat. That that'll be part of us. Uh, and there were now tons of unemployed ex-Irish soldiers milling about who were ripe for Finian recruitment. The Finians had also been allowed to purchase war surplus arms, and the government was basically silent about the Finian plan to invade America. Well, to invade Canada. Canada, sorry. Yeah. Uh, so we were just kind of like, like it's like when uh, when uh, Saddam Hussein was like I'm gonna avoid Qu- I'm gonna invade Kuwait and yeah. America was like eh, sorry mm. I mean, <laughs> <clears throat> this led the Finians to think the U.S. would support their action. Interesting. Their belief was we once, like to lead people on. <clears throat> yeah, their belief was once they started fighting and took some land, the U.S. would come to their aid and a full war with Canada would be on. But, I mean, their plan is, it's like, it's this, their plan is a lot of, like, it's like me being like, I'll get a lot of pussy if I eat a ton of pie and I win a pie eating contest. Well, they think that if they take over land in Canada, particularly around the St. Lawrence River, where the shipping channel is, that they'll then be able to trade that land but for it's Ireland. Crazy. <laughs> it, it's not, it, it, I mean, really, though, it isn't, like, it's barely grounded in reality, right? Like, the yeah, only thing no, that's realistic a, about it is that you can try it. It's a horrible plan. And it won't happen. You don't know I that. mean, obviously, it didn't happen, but you it You don't would, know that. It doesn't happen. 
Do you know Canadian history? <laughs> oh, man. I know, dude, if this was a Canadian history podcast, you'd have to get someone else. <laughs> <laughs> the Finians wrote a battle song called We've Got Nothing Else to Do. Okay. So uh, as far as battle songs go... <laughs> And their follow-up, fuck it, we're bored. It's right up there where the Russians were shitting on the pot. <laughs> got nothing else to do? That's not a battle song. Uh, France is uh, fuck it, why not? <laughs> <laughs> the Mexican, we've got nothing Thursday, how about then? <laughs> oh, God. We've got nothing else to do. At the Military Congress, O'Mahony decided to upstage the Roberts Wing and invade Canada on his own. Because he was trying to get there first, the plans were done very quickly. Shocking. They were going to land a Finian force on a Campobello Island near Maine. They would be led by Bernard Killian. And it was far from secret. The Illustrated London News reported, quote, it Here seemed, they come. Look out. <laughs> it seems the design of Killian and his accomplices to provoke a breach of neutrality on the part of the native population with a view of causing war between Great Britain and the United States. I mean, it just like so then when you're there and you're about to orchestrate your dumb plan, yeah. you have to be like. No, 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 no. No, that's not us. No, we would never. No, no I understand what I'm, the papers are saying. I'm just here with a thousand of my friends. We, me and a thousand of my besties. We're looking for a rainbow. We decided to come here and fucking rainbow hunt for a day. <laughs> now, if you, do, if you don't want us here, we understand. Yeah, that's okay. But we had no plans of war. No, what are we you talking about? We love rainbows. Come on. Please. we got to get a pot of gold. Please. Have you seen a little green fella? Listen, don't listen to Sergeant Stereotype. I mean Jeff. <laughs> It's O'Neill, you fuck. <clears throat> On April 17, 1866, a Finian Brotherhood war party of 700 men arrived on the main shore opposite the island. But because the whole thing had been so well reported, the British were ready. I mean, so ready. Royal Navy warships were sent to where the Finians were. On war- April ni- Warships? Yeah. You're, you're fuck. You're in over your head. No, it's 700 guys. They're good. <laughs> I don't know. On April 19th, the United States confiscated the Finian munitions ship, Ocean Spray. That's not good. The Roberts Wing called the attempted raid by O'Mahony the Eastport Fizzle. The sole accomplishment of the Finian raid had been to take a Canadian flag from a tiny house on a different island. That was the mission? Well, no, it's all they ended up doing. The oh, that's was, what they did? But the mission was to actually invade, invade but the Canada, warships came. So but they, they ended up getting a flag, flag off of some guy's house. Okay, so it turned into one task on a scavenger hunt. <laughs> we'll put that up in the clubhouse. Well, I wouldn't say it was a total loss. <laughs> we did, after all, get that flag from that fucking old lady's yard. Right. Right. We lost, sure. Did we lose 75? We lost a few fellas. We lost a few fellas back there trying to get that flag. But we got a goddamn flag. But look, we, what the point is, we have a novelty size flag. This was the end of O'Mahony. What? Stevens came from Ireland on May 11th to accept O'Mahony's resignation. Stevens then turned to Roberts. He wanted Roberts to just wait for the time to start the fight for Irish independence. Roberts promised he would not invade Canada. And he invaded it right away. Then three weeks later, he invaded Canada. (laughs) Three weeks. They were led by... Like, Canada's like, what's going on? Please. What are you guys doing? We just cleaned up from your Are we bothering you? Yeah, fuck, we're Canada. 
That's our slogan. Fuck, we're Canada. Yeah. It's just like, yeah. Well, we've got nothing better to do. Well, yeah, their song. We've nothing else to do. They were led by a major in the U.S. Army, Major General Thomas Sweeney, who took a leave from the Army to go invade another country. Sorry, he just took a five? He, yeah, he was like, ah, you know what? I'm going to leave uh, my position here, and then with a bunch of uh, bros, going to try to invade Canada. I have 15 vacation days I'd like to take. Right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, his plan was to invade Canada in the east and west, cutting the country in half, and keeping reinforcements from arriving in the east. But it's just impossible. Like, what? It's just, in, it's you just, don't know that. again, it's not, it's pretend. It's, how do you know that? Are, are they six? <laughs> it feels like dress up. First, Sweeney was to send Colonel John O'Neill with 1,000 soldiers across the border near Buffalo into Fort Erie, Canada. This was to be a diversionary attack, which would allow other raids to progress. On May 22nd, O'Neill got orders to mobilize his men and go to Cleveland by train. At Louisville, Kentucky, he was joined by Colonel Owen Starr and his Finian Regiment. When they were in Cleveland, word came that the attack across the Great Lakes had been aborted. The two regiments were ordered to go to Buffalo. John O'Neill took the troops by train up to Buffalo. He and 150 men left Nashville on May 11th at a stop in Louisville. Oh, uh, yeah, I already did that. So, uh... Then James Haggerty came on board with 100 Finian troops. All the soldiers were instructed to wear clothes, work clothes. Work clothes. So they didn't look like soldiers. Right, okay. They were like, don't but wear still, your Finian, you know fucking, don't wear your Finian uniform. All the booze on that train, they were like, yeah, we ran out hours there was, ago. Like, yeah, there were guys drinking whiskey. I read that. I'm I, sure. I didn't put it in here, but there were all these guys drinking whiskey. I was like, I can't, it's too stereotypical. Oh, of course. So, well, it goes, it honestly goes without saying. You, I mean, saying Irish people on a train, you know they're drinking whiskey. <laughs> The train pulled into Cleveland late in the evening of May 28th. O'Neill expected Finian General William Francis Lynch to be there with boats to carry them to Canada, but there were no Finian boats in Cleveland. O'Neill and the others hid in warehouses on the Cleveland waterfront while Finian senators tried to figure out what was going on. What? Yeah. That's not good. No boats, apparently. So That's what's, what was going on. All right, next. What's, so what's your fucking plan in your fake army? Get on the trains to Buffalo, they said. They were on the eastbound trains by 10 p.m. Finians were said to be on the move all over New England and along the Great Lakes, and U.S. officials were attempting to confirm these reports. Finian Commander Sweeney had sent his forces on several contradictory paths, hoping to confuse British spies. Groups of Finian soldiers left Cleveland by train in all directions, wearing conspicuously uniform green caps and other emerald-tinted accessories. So he just sent a bunch of guys... Off in different directions, looking like they yeah. were Finians, and then and then the British and Americans like, what's happening? Why? Oh fuck! They're going to Toledo. Like just <laughs> total chaos. Ah, they're in Syracuse. So is I mean, it's sort of like it is scrambling them a little bit. Yeah, like they are a little yeah. like, what the fuck is happening right now? No, it is a smart move. Okay. Uh, a Syracuse newspaper reported Finians moving both ways through the city railroad station. It's amazing that they had to take trains for their invasion. It's, well, how else are you going to get up there? It's like, it's just like your mom driving you to a fight. You can't march. you got to go conspicuously. Yeah, no, you're like, so the uh, train's going to be 15 minutes oh, delayed, yeah. so we'll, 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 we'll still be invading, Shit. but probably about 45 minutes after. Well, this train's we, quite we full. Thought, yeah, so we'll, we'll still invade, but uh, have a few minutes to yourself before we get on the train and then start the invasion. 
On the outskirts of Buffalo, O'Neill's train slowed so men could jump off along the tracks. An earlier wire had warned the Finian, that the Finians, uh, that city police were awaiting for their arrival. Okay, so, right. The so. Buffalo Circle members led the Finian soldiers to halls, warehouses, and barns throughout South Buffalo. Later that day, ammunition was loaded into furniture wagons from a train in the Buffalo Freight Yard. Okay. They got to Buffalo on May 29th and broke into small groups, taken to different homes of the Irish-American community. At midnight on June 1st, Colonel Starr and a small party went across the Niagara River and secured a tiny village called Bertie Township. Bertie? Bertie. Bertie. So the objective, was, the objective was to seize Welland Canal, which would paralyze shipping between Lake Erie and Ontario. Okay. On Thursday, May 31st, it became apparent that Finian forces were massing in the area of Malone and St. Albans for a push across the Canadian border. This was also information point, there was also information pointing to a crossing of the Niagara River from Buffalo. British Army units in Canada were alerted, as well as the volunteer militia of Upper Canada. At sundown, John O'Neill was ordered to lead the Buffalo expedition across the Niagara River into Canada. Barges had been positioned at a dock in Black Rock, New York, just north of Buffalo, and steam tugs were to take these across the river on the morning of June 1st. Okay. O'Neill's men <laughs> were given ammunition as they moved from dock to barge. Rifles would be waiting for them on the Canadian shore. Alrighty. O'Neill was a smart military man with Civil War experience, and the attack was well executed. At the same time, his force was made up of experienced veterans, while Canadians' forces were made up of inexperienced kids. <laughs> One of the Canadian forces was led by a 42-year-old businessman from Hamilton, Ohio, named Booker, who had never led a body of troops larger than a battalion. Now he was in charge of an 850-man brigade. So, so, so Canada, even knowing that this was probably eminent, was still just like, yeah, we just put this guy uh, who has no idea what he's doing in charge of our army. So pretty much that'll be fine. So and and the Irish are sort of like vets who've yeah, been fighting. Cr- they know their shit, and yeah. they're just fucking pissed. Like they can get fired up about Canada real easy. <laughs> like they're just like just fucking imagine the accents and go stab them. We're finally attacking Canada <laughs> for all the years of fucking us. <laughs> finally, revenge. Yeah, but we uh, did nothing to you. Hey. Finally, what? What do you got? Any last words, you fucking Canadian fuck? No, last words, are, I don't know what... You killed my fucking family! What are you doing, eh? Stop it! <laughs> O'Neill got word that two Canadian forces were marching toward each other to join up, so he went to make sure that didn't happen. But first he destroyed a thousand muskets. Uh, uh, wait, what? These guns were brought for the Irish Canadians who the Finians were sure would flock to them once they heard about the invasion plan. <laughs> but, okay. But none came. Yeah, because they were like, Canada's great. <laughs> Canada's really fantastic. We got health insurance. It's, it's all great. great up here. It's, it's great. Really terrific. At the same time... And have you seen you guys lately? <laughs> <laughs> we're not chopping at the bit to get back into that life. Yeah, I just, just so you can see what I'm talking about. The difference. Uh, you guys are invading Canada. We're just living our life. It's sort of like your pigs that a wizard turned into men. And that terrifies us. We're very happy here. We have a daughter. We have a lovely dog. It's part wolf. Um, and you guys are drunk. And the smell is... It's tough. 
At the same time, because the coming attacks were so well known, the British Embassy in Washington notified authorities in Canada of every Finian move. Okay. <clears throat> because of the inexperience of seemingly everyone on the Canadian side, when they came face to face with the Finians, they had not eaten in almost two days. Oh my God. <laughs> okay, great. They're fucked. Oh shit, we forgot sandwiches. Does uh, anyone have Gorp? <laughs> Did nobody bring gorp or jerky? No, no ju- nobody brought any food. I'm sorry. Everyone shut up. Is there literally no gorp? What about poutine? Does anyone have poutine, <laughs> gorp, jerky, or granola? You guys. Oh, fuck. We're going to be fucking hungry. The Canadian, Canadians had also been given 28 rounds per man. So once the fighting started, they quickly ran out of bullets. Jesus. No bullets, no food. Canada is fighting. So a force made up of 840 Canadians approached the Finian line, and two Finian officers on horseback rode up to see what was going on. Someone on the Canadian side no. freaked out and no. yelled, Cavalry, look out for the cavalry. Wait, wait, so... <laughs> oh, boy. So, two so some dude just ran into a theater and shouted fire. <laughs> <laughs> The Canadians then took the shape to avoid a cavalry attack. Because <laughs> of one psycho? Because some guy yelled, here comes a cavalry. It was just two guys on a horse. He was hungry and he just wasn't ready for war. And he just was like, cavalry! So the way they did this is... He might have been saying Calgary. They, <laughs> they formed a big square in the middle of the road, which basically made them ducks in a barrel. And there was no cavalry. Just a couple of guys on horses. So O'Neill ordered a bayonet attack, and the Canadians ran. It was total chaos. I'm sorry. Just to be clear. So they're all formed so up their lines. So there's two Canadians, two Irish <laughs> ride up. Two Irish Finians ride up on horses. 800 Canadians. Form into freak a... Freak the fuck out. Form into a square. Form into a square. So now they can easily be shot and killed and stabbed. And basically just flee. And then the Finians charge, and then they just all run away. Interesting. Is that how they drew it up? <laughs> it would be great if that was the general's exact plan. It was total chaos. A lot of Canadians could have died, but the Finians stopped their pursuit to collect mementos on the battlefield. Also, they were probably like holding their sides from laughing. They were probably like, Do oh, fuck? I can't fucking they stop him. See, they just fucking ran Did away. Did you see their fucking plan? Holy shit. They fucking turned into a fucking cube and then ran. <laughs> Fucking hell, I'm pissing over here. I really fucking am. I haven't laughed that hard in fucking years, mate. Hey, what's this? A trinket. Yeah, oh, look at that. This lovely brooch. Uh, so the Finians had won this battle. O'Neill then asked for reinforcement, reinforcements and marched toward the Niagara River. O'Neill's men got, ca- uh, got into their boats but found themselves staring down the U.S. military steamship, the Michigan. There it is. Once the boats were off the Canadian shore, the Michigan escorted them back to the U.S. and arrested them. Okay. So now the U.S. was trying to figure out what to do with this mess, and the Canadians were mourning their lost soldiers. And at the same time, more Finian forces were gathering to attack at Malone in Potsdam, New York, and in Vermont. The Canadian militia under the leadership... Jesus Christ! Who knew there was an Irish-Canadian war? A Canadian militia under the leadership of Captain Did W. Did a lot w. of people Carter. know about this? No, I okay. don't think so. Okay. Uh, so he was told that a force of uh, 1,500 Finians were going to cross from Vermont. Carter sca- sent a scout down to check. The scout just rode into the Finian camp, counted them all, checked out their weaponry, and pretty much everything else, 
and not one Finian noticed he was there. That see what that dude did was he just acted like he belonged. Yeah. That I always think that like when you drive around LA, there's so many times they'll be just like a free meal because they're shooting something. There's like craft service. You could just walk. You up. literally, if oh, you yeah. just ha- if you don't question anything, you can just walk up there and just get some fucking macaroni, asparagus, yeah. and like a muffin and get the fuck out. Totally. <laughs> nobody and nobody will say shit. No one will say a word because no everybody will be worried. Here. Yeah. Who's that guy? I don't know. Not a lot of people relating it to crafty. So the scout came back and told Carter there were 700 Finians about to cross the border. So, naturally, Carter ordered a retreat and moved his forces 15 miles north of the border. Wait, what? What? Why? I don't know. (laughs) In Canada? What is happening? (laughs) Why? (laughs) What? What? (laughs) Are Canadians maybe Irish? Feels very... This is the perfect Irish war. <laughs> like, the, this shouldn't be going as, this well. <laughs> On June 7th, the Finians invaded Quebec and secured the four... The Finians invaded Quebec! <laughs> <laughs> hey, what the fuck are you guys doing here? Yeah, we're fucking taking your fucking land, mate. Fuck. <laughs> and secured four villages under the command of Finian Brigadier General Samuel Spears. These Finians were not as cool as the other ones, and they looted houses, stole livestock, and terrorized the population. <laughs> then, Andrew Jackson, president, who loved Badass. cheese, loved cheese. Loved cheese and loved to fucking duel. He had had enough of this shit. Ugh. On June 5th, Old hickory. he declared the attack as an obvious neutrality law violation. From now on, U.S. forces would not look the other way if Finians were going to invade Canada. Not only had the U.S. not joined the fight to help the Finians, they were now going to stop the Finians. This was the exact opposite of what the Finians were expecting. Yeah. The U.S. impounded Spears' ammunition supplies in Vermont. Spears then made a speech in Canada, and the Finians headed back into the U.S. (laughs) His speech was like, well, now we're fucked. Let's head back, boys. Okay, boys, let's go. That was fun. The Finians were furious at the U.S. for what they saw as a betrayal. Spears was taken into custody by U.S. armed forces when he arrived in Vermont. Further instructions came to arrest anyone near the border who appeared to be a Finian. (laughs) That's hilarious. Yeah. Excuse me. Yes. What are you doing? Oh, this is my farm. I'm just farming. Finian? What? Finian? Did you say Finian? Did you say... What did you say? I thought you said Finian. You say... You're saying you're Finian? No, you said Finian. You just said Finian. No, I no because I thought. Are you I, a Finian? No, I'm here farming. Finian? Did, Finian? Why do you keep saying Finian, bro? He's a Finian. <laughs> now the U.S. was in an awkward position. Didn't want to start a war with England and didn't want to upset all the Irish Americans who vote. So the Finians were quietly released and given train tickets home. Uh. <laughs> So, <laughs> this is the greatest example of who gives a fuck that I mean, has ever happened in the history so of the world. So, let's just reset everything. Let's just pretend it never happened and reset it. <laughs> shh, 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 shh. Sweeney returned to the regular army. The New York Times described Spears' raid as, quote, an attack on a deserted dunghill. The total <laughs> dead in the raids was 31 with 103 wounded. Naturally, the Irish were done. Oh, of course not. <laughs> Why would they be? O'Neill received a hero's welcome when he returned, and the fundraising continued. The Finians were now 
the Finnians now decided not to try to split Canada, instead just invade from the east. But at this point, the U.S. was arresting Finnians and it was getting more difficult. In Canada, they had a big event to celebrate their awesome defeat of the Finians. Oh, God. You fucking pussies. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that'll teach you, me. Don't you fuck with us. We'll fucking take you down. Promise. Uh, isn't it true that you guys just formed a square and ran? Yeah, but, you know, look at the end, of, look at the end result of that. Well, that's because a military ship, a U.S. military shh, ship. Shh, 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 shh. To Canada! Oh, Canada. Canada. What are the words? But the uh, Canadian military heads knew they had to get their shit together, especially with uh, the Finians regrouping and the U.S. not doing much about it. So they rearmed their militias with better weapons that they bought from U.S. weapons manufacturers. Britain then passed the British North America Act, creating the Dominion of Canada. It prepared to withdraw its forces. Canada would now have to defend itself. Canada began to organize a 40,000-man militia. So the Finians were instrumental in Canadian in Canada becoming a country. Canada, I mean, Canada was like, we'll just be really cool. Yeah, we'll be all right. like, no, we're going to try to fuck you. Oh, God. O'Neill Starr continued to rise. In 1868, he was elected president of the Finian Senate. He tried to rebuild the Finian army for another Canadian raid, but the Senate was not up for it. O'Neill did not give a shit, and he was Irish, so he began to prepare for his own invasion of Canada Wait, in the spring of 1870. His own invasion? Yeah. A one-man party? One-man invasion. He called for his own convention in New York City. What? Who calls for their own convention? (laughs) Like throwing yourself a surprise birthday party. It was sparsely attended, but it resulted in a third... Finian Brotherhood faction being born. What? I mean, honestly, they're like gremlins. <laughs> Fucking everywhere now. He set up a base in Vermont, built a supply of 15,000 weapons, 3 million rounds of ammunition, and one field artillery piece. Then he called for the Finians to come and fight, but only 400 dudes showed up. On May 25th, 1870, O'Neill led a force into Canada. No, Canada is like, guys, honestly, guys, we totally get that you want to take it. We get it. But please. Fuck you. You're Canadian cunts. I know. I understand. And you've been very clear. You guys have been here like every week for the past. Oh, fuck yourself. I understand. We're fighting for Ireland. Yeah, yeah, but we have 40,000 people. Ireland. Let's go. Yeah, but no, I'd say, honestly, on, you guys are clearly intoxicated. Fuck these Canadian cunts. Y- yeah, yeah. No, no, no. And I know that you have one piece of field artillery, but please, just go away. At the same Charge! time. Charge! On May 25th, 1870, O'Neill led a force into Canada. At the same time, another very small group was raiding from New York. The Canadians had known the Finians were coming for three days, so a large force marched south while a bunch of smaller militias waited near the border. The Finians crossed the border at noon and immediately came under fire from everywhere. The Irishmen scattered, many retreating back across the border. Some stayed to fight. At 1 p.m., a U.S. Marshal found O'Neill near the border on the U.S. side and arrested him. But the fight still raged on as some Finians refused to retreat. At 2 p.m., a Canadian cavalry arrived as backup. But at the same time, the New York Finian attacking force arrived. The fight went on. At 5.45 p.m., the Canadians charged, and all the Finians ran back across the border, leaving most of their equipment. Not one Canadian was killed or wounded. 
Two days later, the Finians attempted another raid near Holbrook Corners, Quebec, led by General Owen Starr. They took up positions, then a thousand Canadians came to defend their country. The fighting lasted about 10 minutes before the Finians retreated. The Sydney Mail reported that the Finians continued to, quote, deny the truth of the reported defeat. This time, Tammany Hall, in an attempt to gain some political capital, provided all the soldiers with train tickets home. So it's like two two hours and ten minutes of cumulative battle, basically. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Amazing. So O'Neill was no longer hot shit in the Finian world. His evasion was ill-planned and embarrassing. He resigned from the Finian Senate and joined what was known as the Savage Wing under the control of John Savage. The old Senate then called for a convention in September 1870 in Cincinnati. I think this is the original Finian group. Who knows? There's nine. They then created a new organization called What? The- no, more new parts. <laughs> Stop. You're overbranching out. Called the United Irishmen. Th- that's what a horrible name for this. But they couldn't get anything done and eventually just turned the organization over to two recent Irish exiles. What? John General John O'Neill was not enjoying no longer being a hero and he wanted a redemption. So No. What? Dave, he, Dave, Dave, he, Dave, Dave, Dave. He hatched a new raid plan. No, Dave, no. This time for real. <laughs> no. Raid number nine, we're not he, fucking around. He needs to let it go. We need four magic leprechauns. No, 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 John. Listen. We, a we bunch pre- of clovers. No, 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 I understand, but listen. We can't keep trying to fucking take Canada. We'll go in there with limericks. No, no, listen, that <laughs> <laughs> there once was an army from the south <laughs> whose butt kept writing checks couldn't be cashed by their mouth. <laughs> They'd fight all they could and do what they would, but at the end of the day, they went to Manitoba. All righty. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> the plan was... This time, there would be an attack on Manitoba, Canada to capture Fort Gary. The plan was presented to the Finian Council, who were 100% not interested. Yeah, I mean, it's over. But O'Neill kept pushing. Stop. Finally, the council agreed to supply O'Neill with men and arms if the plans were not disclosed openly. Well, uh, is that not a no-fucking-brainer at this point? <laughs> That is a huge part of this. Okay, this time don't fucking tell anyone. Like, like, oh, f- well, we was going to fucking tell people again because it's fun <laughs> to talk. I've got, I get drunk and I say things. It's just fun to talk about. Okay, O'Neill then resigned from the Finian Brotherhood and set out on his own to invade Canada as an independent. With five friends. But... A British spy was now a member of the Finian Military Council. Oh, my God. It's even sad that they had to do that. They really didn't have to do that. It's like, it's over. You could send, like, a dog. He gave 400 weapons to O'Neill, then informed the Canadian police what was about to happen. This new invasion was to take place on October 5th, 1871. The worst part of the evasion plan was that it was all to take place on American soil. What? The Infinians were going to invade America from America. In 1870, it had been determined that the international border was too far south, and a new survey 
led to the border moving two miles north, putting the Hudson Bay Trading Company post in the United States. So O'Neill had no idea. Jesus Christ. With 40 insane Irishmen. He just didn't know he's going to invade America on accident. With 40 insane Irishmen, he attacked. With 40 people? 40 people. He attacked and occupied the Hudson Bay Company outpost without realizing the outpost was now one mile inside of the U.S. (laughs) It's not going to end well for him. U.S. Army Captain Lloyd Wheaton was sent to respond to the invasion of the U.S. When the Army arrived, O'Neill's men dashed into the woods. Ten were captured. One of them was O'Neill. How, how, honestly, like how... Like he knows that he has to know that forty people, regardless no, of where just it is, completely insane. Like he has to know that like there's no way. No, it's fucking crazy. But now at this point, he's just like, this is what I do. We're going back in. He's like Trump. He's like, look, I'll just keep being sensational, even though people stop giving a fuck. <laughs> After O'Neill's capture, the army learned that fifty British soldiers had rushed over the new border and now occupied the Hudson Bay outpost. The U.S. Army asked the U.S. Secretary of State to demand that the British withdraw from the U.S., but the Secretary of State refused to press the British for a withdrawal, claiming that it was well known that the boundary was unsettled and that it was extremely premature to call the occupation of the post a willful trespass. So the Finians had actually lost some of the U.S. to Canada. <laughs> I mean, so they they made Canada bigger <laughs> on accident. So far, with their actions, they have they have so they, made for an independent Canada, and they've made Canada a little bit bigger. <laughs> so what they wanted to do was they wanted to take over Canada, uh-huh. and instead accidentally invaded the U.S. and Canada got bigger. Uh, yeah, and stronger. And now they're in the woods, like Ugh. yeah. Okay, listen. New plan, new plan. The soldiers who were captured were released as they were considered men who were duped by O'Neill. Like, that's just sad. O'Neill and three other leaders were brought before the U.S. Commissioner of the Dakota Territory. He released them all on technicalities. The prosecutor didn't want to pay for the trial and Like, they're just being really like, care. they're just like, guys, just get the fuck out of here. Can you, can you guys, guys just go away? Is that like a thing that can happen? Like, like, like I said, you know, we, we're sorry and whatnot, like, uh... You know, we obviously realize now that we shouldn't have been, you know, invading Canada as much as we was, you know. But, uh, you know, I think if you, like, let us go on our own merits and whatnot, you know, there's no way we'd try to do that again, you know. I mean, maybe, like, if there was, like, a movement, but, you know. Like, I wouldn't be, like, knocking on doors, but, you know. Like I said, a lot of times we actually did have a bit of momentum, you know, going for us and whatnot, so... You know, I'm not saying that. Okay, uh, can you just go? You're, yeah, for sure, free. absolutely. Yeah, yeah, you're free. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't please don't come back. Yeah, no, great, great. Thank you so much. Attorney General Williams was not down with the release. He wanted O'Neill prosecuted, so O'Neill was rearrested in Minnesota. You're under arrest for the same shit from before. Then the Minnesota Attorney General didn't want to prosecute, so he cited a lack of evidence and let O'Neill go. <laughs> you're exhausting. This was the end of the Finian raids into Canada. O'Neill spent the rest of his life promoting Irish immigration to Nebraska. <laughs> Let's go here now. There's corn. Let's invade Nebraska. The city was eventually named after him in Nebraska. Uh, Shitheadsville? There is a fucking city in Nebraska <laughs> named after an idiot. Yeah, but you know what? He's their idiot. He is. 
He went there. He he loved Nebraska. So they're like, he's so ours. My, yeah, he's our guy. He died on January 7th, 1878, and is buried in Omaha. After 1867, the Irish Republican Brotherhood chose to support neither of the existing feuding Finian factions, but instead promoted a renewed Irish Republic organization in America called Clan Nagel. Clan Nagel continued for years and would team up with any country opposed to Britain. This included the Germans in World War I. Of course, the Irish Civil War caused a split in Clan Nagel in 1920. After one of the factions dissolved in 1926, the Clan Nagal, formerly associated with the reorganization Irish Republican Army in the same fashion as it had with the IRB. Clan Nagal still exists today, much changed from the days of the, ooh, I don't know what that is, uh, and as recently as 1997, another internal split occurred as a result of the IRA shifting away from using violence. The country should just be called factions. <laughs> Fucking Irish. <laughs> God damn it. Those are my ancestors. That is insanity. Uh, right? Insane. I mean, what the fuck? I, there's no way that one of my relatives was not involved in that. Because they came over during the potato famine. There's no fucking way. But the one idea of, my- of like... An immigrant population in a country deciding to go invade a different country and using this as their home base. It's fucking madness. Repeatedly. Repeatedly. And it's Canada. And there was no chance of doing anything. There's no chance, but it's still like... It's like... It would be like declaring a war on puppies. (laughs) It's like... What? No. You know? Like... Oh, fuck. Well, good to know. Good yep. to know. Um, go to uh, LAPodfest.com to buy tickets to Los Angeles Podfest in uh, September. And uh, you can also there get the uh, live stream. You can buy that. Use the coupon code DOLLOP. And uh, if you want to see shows this week and next week in Australia, go to DaveAnthonyComedy.com. And uh, there you'll find links to everywhere to buy tickets. That's all. I, I agree. And Clover! <laughs> Dude, that was tremendous. Hey there, people listening to The Dollop. Uh, this is Gareth. Yes, the same guy. I Listen, I have a new podcast called We're Here to Help that I'm doing with my friend Jake Johnson. It's basically a call and advice show where we don't say that we're professionals because we aren't, but we try to help people with problems that are important to them. You can listen to it wherever you listen to podcasts, and it is out right now. So go listen to We're Here to Help with Jake and Gareth. We're here to help with Gareth and Jake. I don't remember how we did it, but either way, fun. Half Hour comes out Tuesday, August 22nd, and the episodes will be out every Tuesday and Friday. We're here to help. Oh, hey there, everybody. It's Gareth, you know, from this uh, this podcast. Uh, listen, I've got some stand-up shows. I'm inviting the Garmy, the Gareth Army, 
to join me for. I will be in Fort Collins, Colorado, August 18th and August 19th. I will be in Minneapolis, Minnesota, August 24th through August 26th at Acme. I will be going to the UK in September. Please join me. I will be in Glasgow, September 13th, London, September 15th, Dublin, September 17th, and September 19th, Manchester, Birmingham, September 20th, Bristol, September 22nd, and Cardiff, September 24th. And then in November, I'll be in Australia. November 10th, almost sold out, I think. I'll be in Melbourne, Australia. Then I will be in Northbridge, Australia on November 15th. Adelaide, November 16th. Canberra, November 17th. Brisbane, November 18th. And then I will be in uh, Sydney on November 24th. Go to GarethReynolds.com for tickets. Garmy, let's get at it after it. Let's see you there.